What's up guys, welcome to another episode of Blue Collar Shock. Today is just me and Fabian. And today, um, I think we're just going to wing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, no particular order outside of our normal uh, spirit of the week, but um, of course, as you guys know, <clears throat> this week is going to be our review of all of the spirits. So it's not spirit of the week, but spirit of the month. Yeah, more like. Yeah. But we do have a new one to try. Yes. Uh, do you want to go ahead and get that review? Yeah, sure. So what we're going to be drinking, it is some soju. Um, this is more premium soju than what I normally drink. Yeah. I normally drink uh, trash soju, but it's really <laughs> good. So I don't mind. Um, this So this bottle retails, I think, roughly for about $25 yeah. um, at the local liquor store here. Um it so looks like is, a cologne bottle. It does look like a cologne bottle. It's very classy. Very yeah. classy looking. So this is uh, the Jinro Ilpum. Ilpum. Um, so normal soju's is about uh, 13, 13.5% um, alcohol. Like alcohol to volume ratio. This is actually at 24%. So this is a little bit higher. So this is a product of South Korea. <clears throat> Using the most aromatic and fragrant liquid produced during the process, this product undergoes a freeze filtration process that removes unpleasant tastes and impurities at low temperatures. The result provides clear texture and gentle flavors. So that's pretty much it as far as an overview. I don't want to read somebody else's review. So um, Nathan did chill this. So based off the way that it's actually distilled, I would assume that yeah. you want to have this one. Um, you want to have it at you know chilled. Yeah, yeah it actually chilled pretty quickly. I only had it in the freezer for maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's just in general. So did you is tastes better yeah. at a chilled level. Ooh. It's just so <laughs> I was like, man, that's a that's a pretty thick glass right there. But he is right. It's only so Yeah, we're only we're only having a shot. Yeah, um, a swig. So those of you who don't know, um, from the time of this recording, the last weekend was like officially a week since I've been married, and we wanted to have everybody who was like in the bridal party come back and um, have like a little thank you party. And um, it went from planning on all of us eating a lot to us drinking a lot. That's an understatement. <laughs> I think just about everybody was hungover the next day. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so uh, needless to say, we're not going to drink too heavy uh, for this episode. Yeah, we're going to take it uh, we're gonna take it a little easy. Yeah, because you know? full disclosure, guys, between me and Fabian, we usually go through anywhere from a 12 to an 18 pack of Shiner, just me and him. But today we only have the soju and like two beers. Yeah. So we're, we're taking it easy. We're uh, trying to still recover. Yeah. We're not uh, as young and spry, if you will, as, as we were once in our lifetime. So 
Um, we gotta we gotta prepare to drink a heavy amount. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, preparing for a marathon. Oh yeah. You know we've, we 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 ran the marathon. You know last Saturday, and um, we're probably not gonna be ready for the next marathon <laughs> for at least another I don't know like six months. Probably yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say. We can do a combo of like my birthday and uh, y'all's anniversary. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's gonna be some time before we uh, hop back into it. You know, so um, yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and taste this soju, and I expect uh, a glowing review. Yeah, yeah, good review. So. Good review. All right, let's try it, buddy. Mm. Okay. Wow. Um, that wow. is definitely stronger than some of the other sojus we've had. Dude, but this is like... Smooth. Real holy smooth. Holy shit smooth. Yeah. Wow. This is classy, bro. Yeah, though, I mean, look at the fucking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, uh, like you said, that's a classy cologne bottle, you know? Yeah. I mean... God, dude, that is smooth. I mean, soju's, soju's yeah. not like... It's, yeah, it, it's not like uh, it's not real punchy like a whiskey or yeah. or even some of the rums that we've had. Um, this is just so damn smooth. It is is definitely smooth. I actually, wouldn't mind having this on a yeah. semi regular basis. Yeah, 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 absolutely. This is like this is like a celebration type yeah, of thing. Definitely. Yeah, that's it's not like again, you know, you want to drink soju on the on a regular basis, you buy the like cheap $5 bottle, <laughs> you know, like strawberry or green. Yeah, let's um, you know. And okay, I'll put it this way. I'm glad we didn't crack this open for the party. No shit. We we, we would have enjoyed it. Oh, but not <clears throat> in the right way. No. Well, yeah. But also, I feel like it would have crept up a little bit more so than the other soju did. Yeah. Because, like, this, this is just, it's smooth. Yeah. It's, 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 you can definitely tell that it's stronger, but it's not stronger in the ick kind of way. Yeah, but, you know, when I drink it, I, I kind of feel like I'm drinking, like, uh, water with a little bit of alcohol in it. You know, that's a pretty, pretty good fucking Especially uh, because it's it. chilled, it just, down. No yeah, problem. Definitely. All right, so how would you rate this one? So this one, out of all the other soju I've had, and even over the uh, the sake that we've had, I'd, I'd give this five max, easy. Mm. But you, you keep in mind, you know, I like drinking, you know, soju and sake yeah. and stuff like that you know that that more appeals to my normal basis yeah you know i i don't i don't get me wrong i love whiskey you know that oh yeah but i have to stay away from it <laughs> there's a, like it's a it's a it's a i love you so much that you're toxic for me oh, and yeah. i have to stay away from you yeah see see okay so i'll put this in the four to four four to four point five mags for me yeah um, if I had to pick one out of all the ones we've done this month, oh, dude, it's a tie between this one and the, uh, the Japanese whiskey. Yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I can't pick one or the other. So, if I have to put it in a particular order, you know, for me, it's going to be, 
it's going to be the Japanese whiskey, this soju, then it's going to be the the better version, the chilled version of that sake. The I think it was a blue bottle. Yeah, the uh, blue bottle sake. Yeah, the blue one. Yeah, and then the red sake. But by no means does that mean that I think it even horrible. To be honest, I think this is the first month where we've had all these. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think they're liquors minus no. the whiskey yeah you know it's more like a wine a rice yeah. wine so. yeah because that's technically what it is yeah isn't it? yeah so of course you know somehow some way the whiskey made it to the top of my <laughs> fucking list so but i'm saying you know out of all of these drinks i would drink any one of these on any given day they're, yeah they're all very good yeah i agree um uh, honestly, bro, before we started this month, I was skeptical. Because, like, with Jake and his wife, they brought over some... I don't know what the fuck they brought over one time. But it tastes like shit. And they are like, oh, it's sake. I'm like, I know sake's not supposed to taste this bad. I don't know what the fuck they brought. It was, it's probably... Was it chill? No. So that's probably a big... So sake at room temperature tastes like dog shit. Yeah. So... With sake, specifically sake, I don't I don't really know too much about the way that um, soju is supposed to be traditionally, um, I guess, served would be the word. Um, sake, it's either supposed to be one of two ways. It's either supposed to be chilled or it's supposed to be warmed up. Like yeah. It's kind of like a hot drink. Yeah. So I, I took a friend out <clears throat> for his birthday. Uh, shit, this is probably like six seven years ago took him out to a japanese restaurant we got sake but we got the sake warm sake warm tastes good sake yeah. chilled tastes good sake room temperature that yeah that i know we were doing them room temperature but they had like three or four different bottles and they're like we should try them, we should try them. i think one of them was okay but the rest of them tasted like shit well <clears throat> it also depends on i guess the brand because yeah. the one that people typically flock to is uh it's a brand called taiku and i think that's one of the ones that they got yeah so it was like in a triangle bottle. yeah yeah so yeah. that's that's typically what if you ask for sake at a restaurant a japanese restaurant that's what they'll have on hand yeah yeah no, it it yeah that's why i was kind of skeptical for this month and i was like man but week after week man i was like this shit actually ain't that bad like, oh, yeah. I like it. But see, <clears throat> there is um, there's one thing I wanted you to try. It's a Japanese plum wine, and it is mm. damn good. Like, I could sit there and probably drink the whole fucking bottle and not even think twice about it, to be honest. Like, I'll have half a bottle, and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I need to stop. I need to, I need to put this in the fridge, and I need <laughs> to stop because I will drink this whole fucking bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah. No, but... I think this is actually the first month I actually agree completely with your list, too, is the Japanese whiskey, um, this one, and then the uh, other two in the same order. Yeah, so I think this is the first month where I had an extremely hard time placing certain things over certain things because I enjoyed every single one we had. The rum... We got a couple of those that were, that were a little rough. And uh, the same thing with the whiskey. Yeah. Like, the whiskey was a hit or miss. Like, we had two whiskeys that were good, two whiskeys that were bad. Yeah. Rum, we had two rums that were really good and two rums that were 
I'd rather eat a fucking bullet than drink them. <laughs> yeah. So this month, dude, I I it looked forward and I enjoyed every single fucking segment that we got to try Something these new, new yeah. these new drinks. So that brings us to the vote for next month. For those of you who are listening in time, I posted a vote to the Facebook page. Um, if you are not following the Facebook pages and the auto didn't get a chance to vote, well, you know, sucks to suck. Yeah, you yes. know, sneeze you lose kind of thing. Um, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. Again, guys, that um, Facebook page is the Blue Collar Shock Podcast. It's just Google, uh, not Google. Look that up on your Facebook, and it, it'll pop up. Now, now keep in mind, guys. You know. We, we have these social platforms to open up a line of communication between you guys and us. Yeah. You know, if you have any constructive criticism, you know, if you have an idea for something you'd like us to discuss or, you know, if you liked a particular guest and you'd like to see them back, yeah, that's an opportunity for you to reach out to us, you know, on that platform, whatever platform you're choosing, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the email um and just you know communicate with us you know we yeah. can't grow as content creators if you guys you know don't give us that feedback mm-hmm. if we're just talking to each other it's just sound bouncing off a fucking wall yeah so again guys go check out those uh, social media sites it'll help out a lot if you want your voice heard for whatever the fuck we're doing or like so-and-so is going on. How come y'all don't talk about that? How come y'all don't talk about Will Smith bitch-slapping Chris Rock? Because I think it's kind of old news and they're both weak men. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> Can't say I disagree. So, you know. But if y'all want us to talk about it, let us know. But anyways, <clears throat> moving on. Um, back to the uh, spirit of the month. Uh yeah, Japanese whiskey was top for me this month. Yeah, so um, Japanese whiskey, five mags. Oh well, yeah. Th- so I had two five mags. So then I I guess Japanese whiskey gets like a, like an extra round in the chamber. Yeah. So <laughs> it, no, or it's like the Daniel's Defense mag. Yeah, it has thirty two instead of thirty. You're you're getting a thirty two round five mag, yeah. five star mag, or five mags. And it's still standard capacity, guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, it is still standard. Two rounds isn't gonna make a, because f- one of those is going in the fucking chamber. So yeah. guess what? It's only one extra round. That's yeah. still pretty fucking standard. Um. So, anyways, guys, next month. Um. So we did the whole vote thing. Again, the only person who voted was my mother. Oh god. And I think I told you about it already. Oh, she no. voted for tequila. Oh god. <laughs> So this month is going to be rather interesting. Uh, my predictions for this next month is I'm not going to have a single one that's going to be over three mags. Probably not. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of tequila. Well, fuck. The problem with tequila is if you want it to taste good, you got to spend, spend like yeah. a good amount of money. Yeah. So um, we're not yeah. fucking rich. Um, so, yeah, be expecting some really shitty reviews <laughs> on some really <laughs> shitty tequilas. If if y'all want us to splurge and buy more expensive, exotic kind of stuff, share the podcast, share it around, 
uh, the more it gets played, the more money hopefully I'll start making off of it, and that'll go directly back into the podcast. Damn right. So, you know, the more y'all help me, the more I can help y'all, and we can provide better content. And everybody, just about everybody who have asked in person now, want us to do video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Guys, I need a camera for that. Camera costs money. Yeah, that's so, true. You know. I got other things to pay. We got children. I just got married. And that shit was not cheap. Even though we did it at home. Yeah. <laughs> and my child support just got raised. So. Yeah. So yeah. we broke. <laughs> we broke. We said broke Mexicans, all right? Yeah, we are. <clears throat> anyway, so moving on. We're going to take a quick break. We got to give you a little word from my sponsor you know again it helps us out and the more it helps us the more we can help y'all but we'll be right back guys Alrighty, guys welcome back uh hope y'all enjoyed that little break we sure did we uh munched down on some pizza yeah we did we smashed that shit <laughs> i i uh I definitely got a picture of you fucking burrito eating that fucking pizza. Hell yeah, dude. That's the only way to do it, yeah? <laughs> got to burrito eat that shit. Uh, Get it all in there. Oh, yeah. Fucking unlock the jaw and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cast the gag reflex and all that. It's the only way to eat it. One bite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyways, guys. Um, I just uh, I wanted to tell Fabian about... Uh, over the Easter break. Uh, I'm sure most of y'all have seen this already. If those of y'all who haven't, just fucking go to YouTube. It's just fucking hilarious. Of Joe Biden basically getting rescued by the Easter Bunny. Yep. He, uh, is one confused, sadly confused little man. Um, it also reminds me of the time, did you see it, whenever he was, uh, when uh, Obama came to the white house again and they did like a little press conference oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and he looked confused as fuck like in a room full of people like where do i go yeah it reminded me of that i'm like dude that was like what a week ago yeah two weeks ago some <clears throat> shit i'm just and yet you are the most popular president in history with 81 million votes yeah i don't believe that when i uh, see them counted out <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think they should. I think they. I don't think they should do electronic voting. I think it should be all like paper. Yep. And like that shit televised that be, yep, shit. Needs to be broadcasted live. Yeah. Like every state will count all of their fucking votes. Yep. Live, continuous streaming, multiple camera angles. Yep. And then once they're all tallied up, then they count them all together for like the government, like yeah, yeah, countrywide. Yeah. I think they should do some shit like that, and I'm like, I would watch that. Yeah, it keeps it, it keeps it on us. Yeah, I would definitely fucking watch that and shit. And don't, oh, we're gonna stream it live at three in the morning type of shit. Like stream it live during the day. But you know, that's just my opinion. Um. So, anyways, in a back home um, kind of way, um, Mother's Day is just around the corner, and I want I want to get your opinion on what do you think is the overly used Mother's Day gift? 
Overly used Mother's Day gift. Like, what's the most cliche shit ever for Mother's Day? As an adult or, like, as just an in adult. general? Like, oh, as, a, as an adult, I think the most cliche, like, cliche thing you can do is, like, buy your mother, like, I don't know, like a fucking picture frame and put pictures of y'all together. Like, it's cheap and it's unoriginal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get the sentiment behind it, but at the same point in time, you probably could have put a little bit more effort into what you were getting yeah um overdone probably like candles and mm-hmm. uh i don't know it's just shit like that you know what i mean yeah. to me i i equate mother's day really closely with valentine's day because it seems like the gift sets are pretty fucking close you right. know what i mean they're how do I put it? Valentine's is roses and chocolates. Maybe yeah. a teddy bear. Mother's Day is, like you said, a little picture frame with some pictures you photoshopped in and developed for $2. Yeah. Yeah, that you get it done at, like, Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. What would you say is an original idea for a Mother's Day gift? Original? Yeah, like if you had to come up with something on the spot. Kind of like right now. On the spot. Um, well, if you know your mother well enough, um, whatever you get her, it should be something she's genuinely interested in. Like mm-hmm. something that, let's say it's something that she had to sacrifice as an adult to provide for you as a kid. Okay, so for instance, like, Things I can get from my grandmother, I have to get, um, like, I would get her something like Betty Boop related or okay. Elvis Presley. Something or, a little more personal. Yeah, something more personal. Things I know that she's, like, absolute diehard in love with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about getting to know personality. My grandmother has enough fucking pictures of me and of her <laughs> and all of this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> makes no sense for me to get her stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, something like that or something I know that she really fucking needs. If you're really around your parents all the time, you know, you're just like, oh, well, hey, you know, my fucking grandma, her microwave broke. And get her a new microwave. Yeah. Get her a new appliance if something's looking kind of busted down a little bit. Something like that, you know what I mean? Be a, be a little more considerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, for me... I don't know. For my mom, my mom, she lives out in uh, Longview. For those of you who don't know, Longview is like an hour past Dallas. An hour um, west of Dallas. Yeah. It's really close to like Louisiana and shit. <clears throat> so, but they live out in the country and shit. They have like a ranch and shit out there. Um, so I can't really think of anything i would get her personally that she would really enjoy i know she loves watching movies she loves to cook she loves like being outdoors and naturey shit um she's recently got into guns um so if i was to do anything like that it would be something like along those lines yeah yeah so that's that's for me um as for uh my missus you know because we have kids um, I actually got her the, uh, I showed you the, uh, Kanik. 
Yeah, yeah it's a pistol. gorgeous gun. Yeah, I want to shoot it first. I can't wait to shoot it. I'm going to go shoot it this weekend. <clears throat> I was like, babe, I'm going to have to do some work to it first. I got to go test it first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's what I'm saying. So you you bought it for her to shoot it first. Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you feel like that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. In all honesty, I bought it for her because she had been wanting one for a while. I own a Kenneck, but mine's a competition model. Yeah. The one she got is more for concealed carry, everyday carry type shit. Right. So I was like, okay, we found it. Um, got it for. Her. But I still want to shoot it. Like, 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 like her AR that um, I got her. Uh, fuck, I don't even know when I got it for. I think I've put more rounds to that thing that she has. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because okay. So for her AR, she wanted to put this. And you saw the accessories yeah. that she on there. And then when we first got it, it. Um, uh, one of the pins for the um, trigger assembly kept walking loose. And I bought new pins for it. I bought this and that for it. But every time I would buy something for it, I needed to go test it because I didn't want, okay, babe, I bought you a new pin, an anti-walk pin or whatever. It's going to work great. And then something happens and she lets off two rounds and then click nothing. Right. You know, so yeah. I wanted to make sure it functioned. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense, yeah. but I mean, yeah. If we're talking apples and <laughs> oranges here, buddy, I don't think there's a lot that needs to be done. That that trigger on it is fantastic. Yeah, and that's out the box, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, there's really not much. Um, that even has the night sights on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. Uh, I think. Yeah, the fiber optic night sight, front sight, and it's a blacked out rear. Okay. Yeah. Which I kind of like the blacked out rear. Now that I'm having, because like all my Smith and Wessons, they're all like the three dot system, night yeah. sight or not. Yeah. But the Canix is just the one front sight, and the back is blacked out. Well, it's okay. So <clears throat> it serves a purpose. It's for quicker target acquisition. Yeah. You're you're not having to necessarily as you're not having to concentrate. There's not a lot going on yeah. like to make it perfectly flush. If you're in a situation where you need to draw and shoot real quick, you know, worse comes to worse, wherever that front sight post is, just start fucking blasting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you might have like depending on how closer far you are you know if you're real close like seven feet or maybe i'll have like i don't know like a two inch something like that two and yeah. a half inch fucking group but yeah. on a fucking person two two and a half inches you're that's still plenty. gonna be yeah, yeah you're that's enough room for error now i don't recommend doing that at like 21 feet oh hell that's, no uh, no you you definitely at that point <laughs> need to pick your shots but yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand it. Especially for, um, you know, yours being a competition model. If you're doing three-gun, dude, mm -hmm. dude, all your targets are super close, fucking yeah. close. Especially if you're shooting at steel. All yeah. you got to do is hit it. You don't need to hit dead center. Yeah. That's what, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember. It was one of the times I went to the range with uh, a buddy of mine. And we were shooting steel. And he was like, dude, you're hitting, like, 
the bottom of it. You're hitting the bottom of it. And I was like, all right, bitch, you mag dump that. See where you hit. You missed like half the fucking shots. I'm like, yeah, I might be hitting low or something, but I'm still hitting the son of a bitch. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Um, but what I like about hers, though, it is, uh, uh, has, uh, it's optic cut. So I can run an optic on it. Like a oh, red yeah, dot. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm tempted to put a red dot on it, but at the same time, my tin mill is cut for a red dot. So, you know, Father's Day is coming up soon, too. That's, that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. You know, but shit, dude, I got so many projects with all these guns, dude. I don't think I'll ever be done. See, man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about like rear-mounted red dots on the pistol. I, I've never shot a pistol with the mm-hmm. red dot on it, and so you know, as you can see clearly on mine, I have the the cutout for it also. Yeah, and I actually have the red dots that um, Sig actually, when you purchase this firearm, yeah. they sell the red dots with it. Yeah. So I have red dots for it. I just don't know if I'm comfortable sacrificing my iron sights, which are no are a hundred percent reliable. Mm-hmm. They there's no way that you know it's going to run out of battery. Yeah. It's going to fail me in any way, shape, or form if it bumps against the table. The zero is going to fucking yeah. be off. You know. See, see, in the <clears throat> so mechanic is cut for a red dot. But again, you lose the rear sight. Right. But the 10 mil Smith & Wesson has um, co-witness iron sights. So they're raised up, but when you put a red dot on it, it doesn't take away the, the, the rear sight. See, so and, you can run both. And see, that's I, I, I like that setup better mm-hmm. on firearms as opposing having to remove the whole rear sight aperture. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, or just... Yeah, the whole rear side aperture. Like, I feel like Sig could have honestly, on this, brought these iron sights back just a little bit. Yeah, they really, seem a little long. Yeah, there's really not necessarily even a reason to have them this long. Bring it back about maybe an eighth of an inch. Yeah. To give me a little bit more, have these permanently fixed, and make it to where I can put my red dot on there. Keep it on there and have the fucking iron sights raised yeah. just a little bit, so if I need to fucking utilize my my red uh, my iron sights, if the red dot goes down, I'm not in a situation where I'm like, oh well, fuck. All I have is my fucking my my front sight to no, my front sight post to try to shoot. Especially yeah. again, if you're getting into a gunfight where you're at longer distances, especially with a pistol, it's already hard enough. You're already at a disadvantage. You're losing, yeah. you know, velocity on the ground. I don't want to be at a bigger disadvantage and not have any <laughs> fucking sights. Yeah, exactly. You want to not necessarily have the biggest stick in the fight, but have the most advantage with the stick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You want to have as many advantages in your court as possible. Yeah. So that's why I haven't put a red dot on my Kinnick because right. I don't want to lose the rear sight. And I was like, yeah, I can swap in and out, but what if I need it and the battery's dead? Right. Because it gets really hot here in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, heat 
makes batteries drain a lot quicker. Oh, yes. A lot fucking quicker. Extreme yeah. heat, extreme cold will kill your battery. Mm-hmm. Dude, okay, so... I don't know why that's popped in my head, but so... We got this new gun for... We got it yesterday. And so my girl's old carry is the Shield Easy. It's a single-stack 9mm. It only holds 8 rounds. Yeah. And... I think it came with two mags. I'm like, all right, 16 rounds. But she wanted another mag. Okay, so we bought another mag. And then I think I misplaced the mag for a while. And then I bought another one for her. And then I forgot we had four mags. And then I bought another one. <laughs> so as she's like, okay, let me switch out the ammo, this and that, get the new gun ready. I'm like, babe, how many fucking mags do you have in your purse? Oh, I have four. And then we found one in the car. Good God. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck. I could have bought me more mags. Yeah, fuck. no <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, but, oh, well, it's fucking fine. I was like, oh. Yeah. See, that's what I need. I I have two spare mags for these, but they're the, the, they're flush, the flush fit. Yeah, yeah. the flush fit. They're not extended. And let's see, this is... Yeah, this is 15 plus 1. If I go to flush fit, I lose 3 rounds, I think. See, and I think that's the same with her. They make flush fit mags for that one, too. And I think it's 12. Yeah. But the one that she carries in it is 15. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So. Which is crazy because that feels so much more bulky than this. This just has such a slim profile, and that's why I love this gun. Yeah. That's what I was telling her, too. I was like, babe, I think this is heavier than your uh, Easy. And yeah, she that's was the like, Easy on the wall, right? Yeah, that's the Easy on the wall. She was like, I think it is heavier. I think it is heavier. And I was like, well, she carries it in her purse. Right. So, okay, you can kind of get away with the weight. Um, but I was telling her, though, with it being heavier, it might help with the recoil management a little bit more. Right. So... And that's why she's also so excited to try testing it out. Because she was like, well, if it, uh, if I can handle the recoil a lot better on it, then I'll be super happy. I was like, yeah, but I think you've gotten so used to your easy because it's easy to load. It's easy to rack. It's, you know, all those features that make the gun what it is. Now your Kanek has a pretty heavy duty fucking spring on it. That when it comes to racking it, it's requires a little more gusto to do. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that trigger on that gun. It's a long creep, ain't it? Oh, good lord! <laughs> oh, the reset? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, uh, it's gonna it's gonna reset. Did I break it? <laughs> it? So I like it. It's it does feel it it feels a lot slimmer than that. Um, Ergonomically speaking, I feel like it's not as form-fitting on the grip. But even with that being said, this is still a lot lighter. Yeah. This carries... Eight. Oh, oh well... Yeah, so that's I'm saying eight. It's a single stack. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say... Well, it's... Cr- you know, what's crazy is that this is a this is a double stack, I believe. Yeah. And this still feels like smaller in my hand than the single stack. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. 
Why? Well, because like the easy used to be only available in uh, I think um, 380. Right. And they finally came out with the nine mil, so she wanted the nine mil version. And then we got that one, and she's carried it ever since it came out like a year ago. Right. Like it's a good gun and everything. I don't mind it, but I don't know. I just yeah. Oh, the, the slide though was super easy to rack. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a very, very easy to manipulate slide. So I think for like uh, shooters, shooters who have a hard time trying to rack, like that's one thing Bree yeah. has a fucking hell of a time yeah. trying to um, do on her firearm is she has a very, very hard time trying to manipulate the slide on the clock. Yeah, like and or even her sig. You know, even that, that's a smaller firearm. Mm-hmm. The night before she went to the range with the girls for their bridesmaids party, she kept telling me, she's like, hey, um, she, I, for, I completely forgot to fucking do it. <laughs> but she was like, can you rack both of my firearms to the rear and lock, lock them? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I completely fucking forgot. And then she gets there and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you forgot to rack my gun to the rear. This is so embarrassing. I'm like, wait, what? Oh shit! I forgot. My bad. I was like, it's not that embarrassing. I was like, it's other girls. Like, girls have yeah. Like, you you got to keep in mind you don't have the same you don't have the same hand strength that most men do, and you don't yeah. have that upper arm strength. You don't have the forearm strength, and on top of that, you're you're not constantly practicing your gross motor movements for your firearm. You're you're, you're trying to rack it like somebody you know, and not no disrespect to my girl, but you're, you're racking it like somebody who's a novice. Yeah, you know somebody who's still fresh to shooting, and yeah. when you start learning, you know, when you start learning uh, gross motor movements, you know, like so she she l- likes to rack it like this. Right? Yeah. she's just trying to pull it back like this. I've told her the whole you know grab it grab it from the fucking front and push forward. So you push the push the slide back while simultaneously pushing your arm forward. Yeah, you allow your arm to do the work. Guess what? Boom, done. And I've told her, you know, whenever you're doing the fucking reloads, just lock to the rear instead of trying to decompress this yeah slingshot it slingshot it yeah like it's it's extremely these are extremely easy things that can improve your it can improve the way that you shoot whether you're in a combat situation or you're just at the range yeah and on top of that it's just it's it's less taxing on your body you know especially if you're a smaller framed person and you have difficulties with you know the tension of the spring Mm -hmm. within the firearm so you know like um some of the guns that I have, um, the rear sight, um, when it comes from the slide to the rear sight, it's like a perfect 90 degree angle. And I tell her, some guns, most guns now, you can use that sight as like a grip on like the table or something and just run the gun down real hard. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, really? What if it rips out the sight? I'm like, most mm. time, you're not going to rip out the sight. Uh, I'd say it's... Like a ninety, I'd say ninety-eight point nine percent chance it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because I'm, I'm fairly cer- certain somewhere out there it has happened. It has, has <laughs> happened to somebody. Um, you know, even doing like trying to do combat reloads, like reloading with your fucking with mm. your sight off your fucking boot. Yeah, so you I've can done do that. that if yeah. like if your fucking if your secondary arm, your support arm goes down, and you need to rack it like that mm. to get yourself back in the fucking fight, it can happen. It's not very likely you're going to rip off the fucking sight yeah. unless it's, like, made out of fucking plastic or some shit. Like, like, <laughs> like you're running around. Some high point the, shit. Yeah, you're running around like a fucking high point. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a chance you actually might break your, you know, fucking $90 gun. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, if it's something that's a little bit 
more well made then yeah you can you can do that without really worrying about it too much um i've done plenty of drills like that on just about all the guns to where like i take a d and use the back of my boot to rack the slide because you know we try to do like reloads with one hand or whatever or like i'll run it off my belt yeah or something you know i'm like you can do that and i was just telling her um I was like, even in the car, like, if you're at a red light and somebody pulls a gun on you and you need to rack the slide, put that sight on the steering wheel and just run that shit forward really hard, and it'll rack it for you. And she's like, will it, will it? I'm like, yeah, it'll tear up the steering wheel. I mean, but what's the cost of the steering wheel yeah. <clears throat> you know, versus the cost of your yeah. life? Because you know? she, she doesn't want to carry with her around in the chamber. God damn it. Marie's the same okay. fucking way. <laughs> she, okay. She would carry around in the chamber with the easy because it has like three safeties on the gun. Yeah, yeah. You have the... Um, the, the grip safety. Yeah, the grip the safety. Then you have safety. the actual positive safety yeah. on it. And then, yeah. But the Canic has no safety. Well, I mean... You yeah. and I both know that you are the safety. Yeah, exactly. You you and I feel the exact same way. Yeah, you're the safety. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty simple. I mean, yeah. you you know whether or not there's a round in the chamber. Yeah. If you are unsure, then fucking... Check. Yeah, check. I mean, <laughs> fucking press check it. If you're uncomfortable press checking it, then fucking unload the mag and then just lock it all the way to the rear. If the fucking round falls on the floor, okay, boo-hoo. You had a round the, in the chamber. Yeah, yeah, pick the fucking round up. Put it back in your magazine, send the fucking slide forward, and then put your mag in. Guess what? Now you are, you know, aware that there is no round in the chamber. Granted, don't go around fucking filling it around everywhere, yeah. but, you know, there are exactly. ways to, if you're really that uncomfortable, you know, to check and see if there's one in the fucking chamber. Yeah. You know, most guns have, like, peep sights to where you can, like, look at the top of the slide and it's a little hole to where you can see if there's brass in it. Yeah. It's super fucking easy. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not complicated. It's, it's not, not even, I mean, it's not that complicated to just, you know. Yeah, just run it back a little hey, bit. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Just keep your finger straightened off the trigger. Don't mm-hmm. fucking booger <laughs> hook all the way inside the trigger bar. Right grab the front of the gun and just fucking press check and shoot myself in the hand you know i mean <laughs> there are safe ways to do it it's yeah. just it's about getting comfortable I, th- mm-hmm. I think being comfortable with your firearm around your firearm whether it's loaded or not is the most important thing yeah because this is what's going to save your fucking life if you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable and you're unsure let's okay and this is a big problem with you know first-time gun owners they'll buy a gun They'll be like, oh, this is cool. They'll go to the range. They'll shoot it once and be like, okay, there's all the fucking training I need. I am 100% special ops fucking certified. Yep. They never I've touch the gun again. Plenty of times. You know, and then two years down the line, someone's breaking into the house. They're grabbing the gun. They're like, oh, wait, fuck. Is there one in the chamber? Fuck, how do I check that? Oh, where's the fucking mag? Are there rounds in the mag? Where are the rounds? Why? Oh, my God. No, please don't steal my PlayStation. You know? And that's the difference between being able to effectively take down your target and just kind of fumbling around. If you happen to fucking load it, fumbling around and just shooting randomly in your fucking house. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you just, you're... It's like any job out there. 
carpenters. They have to get fucking comfortable with the tools that they're using every fucking day in order to be proficient and safe. Same thing with the fucking firearm, even yeah. if you are in law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. That's why I most new shooters or people who just are not aware of them or don't have them, I'm like, guys, get snap caps. Like, they're fucking amazing. I love snap caps. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't know, snap caps are plastic bullets. There's yeah. no gunpowder. There's no actual bullet. You can actually just, get metal ones. Yeah, you can. I've been trying to find those. are really hard to find. Yeah, and they're kind of really. expensive, too. I know, but... Yeah. But anyways, yeah. snap caps, you can buy them from Academy for, like, 15 bucks for five. Oh, 15 bucks for five bullets. Yeah, but you reuse them over and over and over and over again, and it protects your firearm, and it lets you get some practice. Right. Like, you can still dry fire without it, but I like having snap caps because it lets me practice my reloads. Right, yeah, or practice um, practice a malfunction. Yeah. Oh, shit, I fired my fucking... It didn't cycle, something's wrong with the round, I need to rack it back real quick, mm-hmm. and then try to reacquire the target. And yeah. it allows you to continuously try to do that. To, again, get that gross motor movement mm-hmm. so that when your body is just... Like ultra instinct, you're you're fucking moving before you can even fucking think. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh shit, boom, oh fuck, boom, oh god, I killed him. What's happening? Yeah. See, I like, did that. um, what was it when we did our bachelor party at the at the range? Um, what was it? I think I ran. Um, we were doing some shit. I can't remember what we were doing exactly, but um, I had Dallas. I think it was Dallas. I had him load like six rounds in one mag and right. one and another mag yeah and he was like why i'm like i'll show you I load the single round in rack it and i'm like all right just watch pull the shot off of course it locked to the rear i dropped the mag reloaded lock press the side floored and let off like all six rounds yeah i was like i was practicing reload and he was like oh do you have to do that i'm like mm, could come in handy <laughs> uh yeah, I, I can think of a few situations where that might yeah. possibly and, and then I think, be advantageous. I think, like, I think, like, once he asked the question, he, like, you realize what he said. He's like, oh, right. okay, yeah, 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 I got yeah. you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, 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 usually when I go to the range, I'm not just mag dumping. Um, you know, I'm only loading a couple of rounds and trying to double tap reload. Do a double tap reload or, you know, go for the A box and go for the T box. Right. You know, a box guys is like center mass chest. T box is nose and eyes. I'm like, and I'll try doing different shit like that. And I'm not fucking John Wick hitting it every time. But if I'm half an inch on the T box, I think I'm okay with that. Right. You know, considering I'm doing it relatively quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, Still yeah. a headshot. <laughs> Headshot's a headshot. Exactly. But you know. Again, that's you know where if you're unsure and it's a it's a situation where they're they have a firearm, you have a firearm. If you happen to get that headshot, they go down. I don't know what the law states, but me personally, I'm doing a dead check. I'm gonna fucking put another round in your head. I'm gonna yeah. make sure that you're fucking dead because <laughs> I, I don't I don't need you getting that firearm because i've seen situations where police officers have shot somebody in the fucking head and they don't go down 
Yeah. Because the round hits the wrong way, it might skip around, doesn't necessarily neutralize the target, doesn't sever that fucking brainstem, mm -hmm. or it doesn't completely go through the brain where it renders it useless. Yeah. So that's where dead checks come into fucking play. You need to go just fucking doom, doom. Two more shots. Hey, I'm yeah. going to make sure you're fucking down. I'm going to make sure your firearm's out of your hand. Then at that point, I'm going to make sure that I secure my firearm. And then, uh, you, hello, operator. You should probably bring a... Don't bring an ambulance. Just bring a coroner. There's, there's a... He's, he's not... He's asleep. <laughs> he needs to... Um, do, do you have a coffin? I... Can you direct me to the funeral home after this conversation? Because <laughs> I'm going to need to get a, co a coffin for this gentleman. Yeah, I'm like, uh, can I get it discounted? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, again, it, it, it comes down to firearms shouldn't be viewed as, I guess how the politicians put it, like uh, weapons of war. Oh, no. These are tools. Just like anything else. Like if firefighters, right, they have the jaws of life. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to use the jaws of life to fucking, you know, shwack somebody, you're good. Yeah. You Ooh, know. you just reminded me of something. What? Um, of the importance of the Second Amendment. Uh, it's a story I got to tell you, but I'll tell you when we get back from the break. Okay, okay. All right, guys, welcome back. Here we are again. And... Last time uh, we were talking about the importance of like the Second Amendment, getting training and all that stuff, and um, I wanted to tell Fabian about the story and tell you guys about the story that I heard. Um, I think this morning, um, but I can't remember exactly where it was. I want to say it was in New Jersey or like New Hampshire or some shit like that, somewhere over there. Um, this man um, gets a knock at his door, right? Yeah, and. He goes, looks for the people and all that shit, and he sees two men, like police officers, uniform and everything, right? Right. And he's like, okay, and they're like, hey, you know, we're with the so-and-so police department, we need to come in and check your house or some, some shit, I can't remember how it went down. But basically, they get into his house, and then he didn't realize something was up until they had his ass, like, zip-tied, handcuffed on the floor of his living room, and they were robbing him. But lo and behold, this motherfucker likes to carry a gun, too. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how he got out and got to his gun. I'm not sure if he had it on his person or not. But he ends up firing on both of these guys, killing one and wounding the other. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, he got arrested, whatever. But any time you fire on anybody, even in self-defense, you're going to jail. Right. They will, <coughs> it, it's not necessarily jail. It's more... Like custody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they take you into their custody to try to figure out what yeah, exactly is yeah. going on in that they situation. gotta do their own investigation right and because you did fire the firearm because the thing is um it is even with cops anytime that you fire a firearm whether it's in self-defense or murder either way it's it's still a homicide yeah regardless of whether self-defense and it was justified it's still a homicide so they have to do their proper investigations to make sure that you know, you just didn't lure some people into your house, yeah. shot them, and then were like, oh, yeah, no, that was self-defense, you know, just because yeah. you, I don't know, have some, like, weird murdering <laughs> fetish or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, he was cleared. I remember they saying that he was cleared of all charges. It was, like, justified and everything, and he was okay, and he was released. I'm like, that just kind of proves the importance, because I don't know where it's at, and it's driving me nuts, but mm -hmm. I want to say it was, like, in a blue state, like, you know, they're kind of stringent on their gun laws but he went through all the correct channels and got a gun anyway right right you know 
I'm like, you know, it just shows the kind of importance of being able to be self-reliant and having a firearm to defend yourself. And who knows what would happen if he didn't, you know, like they could have robbed his ass and be like, you know what? We can't have any witnesses. Let's fucking chop this fucker's head off or some shit. Well, I mean, just is just suppress the point even further, but you know, this, this happened inside of his own home. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'd be, it's, I mean, it's one thing where you're, I don't know, you're out in a walk with a wife or with a girlfriend, and then, you know, you have some random guy come up and be like, hey, I'm going to stab you both in the fucking face unless you give me all your shit, right? Yeah. A whole different thing when you're getting woken up in the middle of the fucking night by people who say they're fucking police officers, and, you know, inside the safety of your own fucking home, you know, next thing you know, you're getting hogtied and you know, getting told you got a pretty mouth you know <laughs> uh, the situations are, are two different things but that just proves the point firearms are are tools utilized to defend your life they're not there to necessarily take life they're there yeah. to defend your yourself your your property your third parties mm-hmm. so that's insane to hear about it in a in a blue state but you want to hear something even crazier? What's a lady up? here in Texas was robbed at an ATM in broad daylight by a knife. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. I saw it briefly. I didn't read, see the whole video of it, but I yeah, saw it. Yeah, uh, Colleen Noir yeah, had yeah. covered it on his yeah. channel. And um, I didn't I didn't watch the whole video. I just kind of watched like uh, some quick highlights of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this dude just comes up with a knife and was just like, Meh, give me your shit. Yeah. Right? And me, it doesn't matter where, where I'm at. If I'm in my house, if I'm in the shower, taking a shit, if I'm in the closet rearranging, it doesn't matter where <laughs> I'm at in the house, I have a firearm on me or within arm's reach. Yeah. And there is one in the chamber. And, of course, you know how I roll. There are no safeties. Well, I mean, the AR has a safety and so does the shotgun, but, yeah. you know. I know how to manipulate it quickly enough. The safety might as well not be there. Yeah. But. So, uh, yeah. Do I'm the same fucking way? Like, if I'm home alone, that shotgun's going into the shower with me. Not, like, directly in the oh, shower well, with yeah, me. Yeah, But yeah. it's, like, on the outside. So, yeah, if I yeah. need to grab it, I'm just got to reach out and grab it. Yeah, and I have before, dude. Like, especially when we had the apartment. Like, we had neighbors on either side of us in Rogue Ghetto. Just ghetto is yeah, all I can say. Yeah, no, We've been so, in the same situation. Yeah, so taking a shower and hearing clearly my neighbor, but, you know, sound like they're inside my house. Yeah, I come out butt naked, soaking wet, soap all, soap all over my <clears throat> ass, but I don't give a fuck. I'm clearing the house. Yeah, I've done the same thing yeah. multiple times. Yeah, cleared the whole house. All right, all right, I guess I'm good. I'll, 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 I'll jump back in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know. And, um... I do that shit all the time, and then, like, um, like here at home, rather, there's a gun in the little, um, like, I guess you could say a little pantry, little closet thing that we have in the yeah. restroom. I put a gun in there, or, like, it, it's really fucking close, or it's not going to take me any time at all to get it. Right. And But if I'm here with all the kids and you know, the wife and everything, okay, I'm, I'll kind of loosen up on that a little bit. But I, I know she carries a gun on her and her purse all the time, and there's two guns in our room that I can bolt to if I need to. Yeah. You know, like I... Well, and then it's it's one of those situations. Situation is going to dictate, 
how you have your setup. You yeah. Have it, okay, so for you, you have to keep in mind and and be cognizantly aware of where your children are at in proximity to those firearms. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 no longer a matter of how efficiently can I get to my firearm. It's now how efficiently and how safe are those firearms in proximity to me and to my children. Yeah. Whereas with me and Bree, it's, it's me, Bree, and the cat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at that you point. You worry about the cat. Uh, I worry about the cat, <laughs> but, but the cat isn't going to fucking grab the gun and be like, oh, her, her, look, hey, hey there, little Timmy, I got a gun. You know, he's, the cat's not going to grab the gun and just run outside. Uh, you and never know, man. He, he might be one of that catnip. Uh, maybe more than nip nip. Uh, he's a psycho, fucking. So I mean, you might be right. You might be, might be something to look out for. But you know, I mean, for us, and again, for me, it's it's I carry on my person. It yeah. is not on my person. If I am sitting at my desk, it is no more than shit. Maybe seven inches from my body. Yeah, loaded. It's in the holster, but it's it's right there. Mm-hmm. Literally, all I gotta do is pull it out. Boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If it's not, they are right next to me. Yeah. If not, you know, Bree got her AR, both of her pistols, normally where she's at in the bedroom. Yeah. So it, it's not something that I have to worry about. But you bring up a good point because yeah. I mean, at some point, me and Bree plan to get married, have a house, and have children. And yeah. It, it kind of changes, you know, your idea. But like I said, like whenever I'm by myself, like there's nobody in the house. Oh yeah, the yeah. shotgun fully yeah. loaded right next to the shower. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. totally. Yeah, totally different, different situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where me and Bree discuss. You know, we get a house. You know, because um, we have, right now I have a gun rack. I just yeah. keep everything displayed on my gun rack. I just grab it and go. But once we have children, then at that point, I'm now having to look at getting a safe yeah you know big gun safe something they can't get into easily and mm-hmm. if someone decides to you know break into my house when i'm gone well you're taking everything but the fucking safe so <laughs> <sighs> damn i wish i would have been here to shot you to keep my ps5 but at least you're not you know <laughs> taking my firearms and yeah. all my valuables um that are inside that safe to you know commit crimes with so yeah. dude that's like one of my like biggest kind of fears of having firearms i guess you could say is uh them getting lost or stolen and i'm like uh but that's why like for this room there's a lock on the door the window is like barricaded and bolted shut yeah there ain't no fucking way you're getting through that thing right and like there's no entry into this room unless i give you entry into this room right and like I don't know. I'm just kind of paranoid about it sometimes. I start worrying, panicking. I'm like, fuck. And then, like, the cameras will go off while I'm at work. Who the fuck is at my house? And yep. it's the yep. fucking mailman. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, bitch. <laughs> like, quit going to my house every day at right. 11 o'clock. You're freaking me out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big, big fear of mine as well. Yeah. Um, especially with me having to go with Brie on that preceptorship. Now, if we're here in Texas, I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm taking my yeah. guns with me. But, you know, let's say we get sent to, uh, the, I don't know, Colorado, right? Mm. Colorado, or let's say we get sent to a blue state, right? Um, my biggest fear is 
trying to which you know in all honesty if if i wind up going to a blue state you know i'll take the pistols you know and just yeah. kind of keep that shit on the low or maybe the shotgun because the shotgun's like yeah i think just about everywhere is allows the shotgun. yeah a lot of shotguns right so you know like for instance the ars you know i mean if we go i might wind up just saying hey nathan hey i need you to hold on yeah. to these for you know a couple of months keep them safe and then we'll be back yeah so um that's where you know i i, I get your fear yeah. you know what i'm saying uh me and brie <clears throat> took a trip last uh august and i am not gonna lie to you i was fucking mortified <laughs> because i i've never gone on vacation like away from my home and not have someone staying in my yeah. fucking house yeah like i like i i don't need i mean yeah, you need to feed the cat. Cool, whatever. But I need more importantly for you to babysit my house. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude. Like every time, like me and Michelle, we go out of town or like anything, we go on a vacation or whatever. Right. It's we'll usually call Chris. Right. You know, be like, hey, bro, we're giving you a key to the house. Swing by the house. You could chill out. You have the Wi-Fi password. Do whatever you want. Just don't fuck up my bed and keep my gun safe. Right. And he's like, all right, cool, got you, bro. I'm like, there's plenty of food. Eat whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. Right, I just need you to keep the shit on lock. Yeah. But we didn't have. Well, we had some. We had two people who were in rotating shifts. Someone yeah. that would come in at about uh, roughly noon, and then someone who would come by about ten o'clock at night. Yeah. So it was always a rotating shift, and we, of course, we had the camera set up on the front door, of the living room, and the bedroom. Yeah. Um, which are really the only points of entry into into the apartment. So yeah, it made me feel a little bit better, but even then i still felt uneasy yeah because i am you know i you know we're here and we were all the way in fucking athens which is past dallas that's yeah. that's like a seven oh, yeah. eight hour drive i can't immediately go to my house and be like no don't take my shit you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. i mean we took we took the pistols but mm-hmm. you know the ars the shotgun yeah. you know i was like fuck 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 i'm so yeah, I'm so paranoid. It's yeah. so worried. And, Dude, and I, I'm, I'm the same her. way. Yeah, like, uh, I think, um, was it in September or August? We went to Riadosa for a family yeah. vacation. And, like, I trust Chris with the guns and everything, too, and everything. And this is what we saw the apartment. And uh, the whole time, bro, I was fucking in the back of my mind. Whatever, no matter how much fun I was having, in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder how Chris is. I wonder if he's at the house. Yeah. I'm going to text him. Very good at the house. Brie texted me five minutes ago. I'm here. Oh. Oh, my gun's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so worried about that. It's, it's like that every single time. And <clears throat> I guess I would feel a little more safer about it if I... Oh, I know I would feel a lot more safer if I could take it with me. But Rio is in New Mexico, and I can't go to New Mexico with a mini arsenal. But, yeah. And, and, and that's where, you know, me and Brie had talked about it. Because I was like, is there just, like, any way we could just take all of these guns to Athens? And she's like, well, if we get pulled over, it's going to look extremely weird if we have all these pistols, a couple of ARs, a shotgun, we have body armor, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of rounds. This is going to look like Bro. a very bad situation. Okay, okay so i got to tell you the story, right? Um so I have, I think, five, four, five. So I have a lot of sisters, younger sisters, half-sisters. Right. And one of them got in some trouble here in town, and she needed to get back to my mom. But she had no way. And I don't really talk to them, whatever, but my mom asked me. She was like, hey, 
Mio, can you help her out? Can you help bring her back? <sighs> Fine. For you, Mom? Okay. I'll bring her back. But my mom lives out in the country. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I want to bring the guns. I want to bring the guns that I want to shoot. I don't want to deal with an RSO. I don't want to wait for the line and go cold or whatever. I just want to go out and shoot. Yeah. So we brought all the guns. All of them. <laughs> and I mean, like, we had, like, a backpack for, like, a little bit of overnight clothes for me and Michelle. But the trunk was, like, floor to ceiling. Guns, ammo, <laughs> everything, bro. <laughs> And it was so bad that she was riding up front shotgun with the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And it was, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, we're going to have a good time. We're going to get there. And we left super late. We left like 9, 10 o'clock at night. Because I got off late and I just wanted to get there. And the next morning we'll spend the morning shooting and then have breakfast, whatever, and then come back home. Yeah. So we're driving and it's maybe 2 in the morning-ish. We're yeah. probably past Abilene. I think, no, this was before Abilene, and I didn't realize one of my headlights was out. And sure enough, got pulled over. Right. And I forgot the fucking shotgun was in the fucking front seat. But luckily, Michelle had a blanket on her, so she kind of threw it over it. Right. And, you know, of course, we gave them our license, registration, and uh, the um, concealed carry license. And he's like, you got any firearms on you? I was like, yeah, I got one on my hip, and she's got one on her, and... uh, I was like, just in case this guy checks the car, I'd better not lie about all the guns I have. I'm like, in the backseat, there's like three rifles, shotgun, and like four more pistols. Oh, really? Like, his face was like, what the fuck do you have so many guns? <laughs> right. And I was like, and I, I just told him the truth. I was like, man, I'm, we're bringing my sister back to my mom. She lives out in the countryside, and we just wanted to do some shooting. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I just want to let y'all know, man, you know, your front light's out. I don't want to get that fixed. And he was like, I'm just going to let you off with the one. He was a cool guy. Like, yeah. He was real yeah. cool. And I was like, and this was pre-COVID, so like he, he could have been a dick if he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, like, all right, man, I really appreciate that. And as soon as he left, dude, we pulled off to the side, and I was like taking the headlight apart, <laughs> trying to like maybe I can jimmy this shit together. <laughs> and sure enough, bro, the bulb just came loose. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What are the chances? Mm-hmm. I was like, God, like I was, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been pulled over before, and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. But I got pulled over with all those guns. Yeah. My heart dropped, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to jail. Yeah. Like, See, I, I know I did nothing wrong, but I'm gone. I just got paranoid. I'm like, I'm going to jail. I had, well, I had a similar situation what happened with a state trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is when I was working at the, the Lubbock Shooting Complex. Oh. And... Uh, so, you know, since I was an RSO, um, I kept I kept all my shit with me. When yeah. I would drive out there, um, I had my pistol on my hip and in the front in the front seat <clears throat> I had it facing downward, but I had my AR in the front seat also. Yeah. And then I had my plate carrier, I had my medical bag, I had all my shit in the uh, back seat. <clears throat> so I woke up hella late for work one day. I was supposed to be there at like I think we're supposed to be there at ten. I normally showed up around nine forty-five, try to get a little bit of early morning shooting done. Cause yeah, we, you know, we got there, we could shoot whenever the fuck we want. We had discount on ammo, so I was, you know, I was going fucking crazy oh, at yeah. that job. And um, oh, dude, I want to say it was like, uh, I want to say it was like, let's see, yeah, security camera just went off. It's Brie. Okay, good. Um, so. Um, I want to say it was like 10.30, maybe even 10.45. And I woke up and I was like, I was like, fuck. 
shit, I'm fucking late. <laughs> so I get in the car, throw my shit in there real quick, and I haul ass. I'm hauling ass. I already called my boss, and I was like, oh, shit, hey, Brian. Um, dude, I'm so fucking sorry. I sh- I'm, 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 obviously, I'm late, dude. You know I don't show up late. I'm sorry. And he's like, ah, oh, shit, don't, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it, you know. Just, you know, get here safe. Well, <laughs> so I'm on that fucking highway going to La Mesa, and I was going, so the speed limit's like 75 out that way. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I was going like 95. <laughs> and I was like booking. I saw that state trooper, right? I was about to pass him. I slowed down to do the speed limit. This man slowed down, got behind me. So I got into the, yeah. the left lane or the right lane. He got behind me and pulled me over. I was like, fuck. <laughs> he was like, hey. <clears throat> How are we doing? How are we doing this morning? I was like, ah, you know, late for work. <laughs> <laughs> the night you actually late, yeah. son. <laughs> and so he was like, ah, oh, okay, you know, speeding isn't gonna get you there any quicker. You're already late. I was like, ah, oh, well, I mean, you're not wrong. I just don't want to be more late. <laughs> so um, he's, you know, he's like, you know, license registration. He's like, uh, he's like, I see you have an AR up in the front. He's like, you got any other firearms on you? I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, I got my pistol on my hip and. Um, I was like, I got my plate carrier with my medical bag in the back. He's like, uh, where are you? Where are you going? I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, I, uh, I work at the Lubbock Shooting Complex as a range safety officer. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Prime military. I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Um, he's like, so I, I clocked you going ninety five, in a seventy five, and it's twenty over. I was like, was I, was I really going that fast? You know, this man, this this speedometer is really just. It's funky sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it got, I don't know, it got stuck in Yeah, you gotta recalibrate that yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, well, he's like, you know, you're late for work and stuff. He's like, I'm just going to let you off with a warning, you know, just, you know. Slow get down. To work. Yeah, just slow down, <laughs> speed racer, and, uh, you know, get to work safe and everything. Just, you know, I was like, oh, fuck. Because I thought I was going to jail. I was like, oh, yeah. 20 over. I got firearms on me. This guy doesn't know the situation. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't put a gun in my gut. Get the fuck out of the car. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Please, no. I can't go into jail. I have a pretty mouth. <laughs> you know, but no, he, he was really cool. You yeah. know, I, I felt like. Yeah, about eighty percent of state troopers are pretty chill. Yeah, and then you like those. I think 20%. for the most part, for, for at least from my experience, for most part with law, any law enforcement, if you're like honest and chill and like no like bullshit with them, yeah, like you're like they, they'll be cool with you if you're not being combative. Yeah, if you're, if you're showing respect and you're just like yes sir, no sir, yeah. you know, mind your p's and q's. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part. Yeah, if it's a, a minor infraction, most of the time they'll just let you go. Yeah. Or they'll say, "Hey, I'll write you a fix it ticket. If you get it fixed, go to the court. Show yeah. you fixed it. We'll dismiss the ticket. You know, what yeah. I'm like stuff like that. It's when you get combative and argumentative, mm-hmm. and, and you start acting like a fucking dick fuck. Yeah. You know that at that point they're like, "Well, you know, now I'm gonna press on you a little bit because you're being combative with me for no reason." But. On the flip side, you do get cops who are just fucking assholes yeah. sometimes. You, like. you, you do get, I feel like a lot of times, even if it's a good cop, you get the cops that have a bad day and take it out on everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, dude, chill. Like, yeah. I get your wife is cheating on you. I get yeah. your kids don't like you. But yeah. just chill out. It sucks to suck, but you, know, <laughs> you, you, you chose this and just... 
Just putting that out there, man. Yeah. You know, um, I, I had a cop pull me over. I was leaving. This is when me Brie first started dating. It was like two in the morning. She's like, hey, you can't stay over tonight. You got to go home. I was like, fuck. I guess I'll go home, I guess. It's 2 in the morning, and I'm tired, but I guess I'll drive home, whatever. And I had a Lubbock police officer pull me over. So this is back when I had my black truck. It was all blacked out. Yeah. Uh, the tent was just as dark as, as it is on my car right now. And this cop pulled me over, and he was like, you know, hey, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on right now? I was like, um, driving home. He's like, well, where are you coming from? I was like, my, my girlfriend's house? He's like, oh, okay, he's just, you know, you seem real suspicious. Your vehicle has dark tent, and you're out at 2 in the morning, you know, and just, I just want to make sure everything's okay. I was like, so I was like, you you pulled me over for what? Yeah. You, for having a, a black truck at 2 in the morning? Like, well, what the fuck, dude? He's like, well, you know, there's no reason to be so combative. Well, I wouldn't be combative if you weren't fucking pulling me over for no fucking reason. Like, it makes sense if I was like swerving all the road. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'm drunk, but dude, it's two in the morning and I'm going the fucking speed limit. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. And he was like, "Well, you you just need to watch yourself." I was like, "Okay, yeah, are we done? Can you go, can you go <laughs> the fuck away? Like, you have a you have a good night. Get home safe. Well, I will. Bye. <laughs> fucking bitch. Like, yeah, okay, so like." I'm kind of paranoid, but since I go to work at like three in the morning, and dude, we always see cops. Yeah. You know, on the bottom, you know, it's three in the morning. There's hardly any fucking traffic, and you're gonna see a fucking cop. Oh yeah. So like, there's been times I've been kind of worried. I'm like, fuck, are we gonna get pulled over for no fucking reason? Yeah. I'm just like, what are they gonna pull up? Like, uh, where you heading today? Uh, to work, bitch. Yeah, right. To work. What the fuck? I'm like, um. You're kind of fucking up my timetable here. You, you <laughs> like, you're costing me money now, man. Yeah. I can't clock in as early as I want to. Yeah, it's it's it hasn't happened. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Um, but it's always been kind of in the back of my mind. Like, man, but I get pulled over this morning. It's going to be some bullshit. But see, it's like I've seen motorcycle cops pull over people for speeding, right? Yeah. But when I'm on my bike, I've sped past those cops and nothing. And I'm like, I see you. We're both on bikes. I see. You, you, you know. You yeah. Know. <clears throat> now, they, um, there used to be this cop I used to always fucking run into all the fucking time. And it was weird because he had pulled me over. This was, shit, maybe seven, eight years ago. He had pulled me over for, like, um, I guess you could say curb checking. I was making a right turn. And I was in a Ford Explorer at the time. And... Just wasn't paying attention. Just barely popped over that curb with my rear tire. Just barely, like. Oh, like making a like a right hand turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. he pulled me over. And I was like, okay. And he was like, are you intoxicated? I'm like, dude, it's like Monday noon. No, just, <laughs> just going to go get something to eat, and. We came this big old fucking ordeal, and then this was back when I used to work for um, um, an insurance agency. I sell like life insurance and shit, and I'd always have like extra clothes in the car, like you know a vest or a tie or you know just whatever. And I don't know what he got in his mind, but he wanted to ask why I had disguises in the car. D- disguises. Because they were hung up like from the dry cleaners and shit. Like, dude, I, I want to keep this shit wrinkle free. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the back seat, like. So is there a reason you have disguises in your back seat? Disguises? What the fuck? I'm like, you mean you know that button-up shirt with the tie? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like my work clothes. You know, I sell insurance. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of which, do you have insurance for this vehicle? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. Anyway, so past that whole thing, it he ended up letting me go. Whatever. And I was like, all right, but I remembered his face. And I was like, all right, dude, whatever. Ended up running into him, like, that weekend at the movies. He's fucking sat next to me. Oh, that's nice. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. What's up, buddy? Why are you wearing this, guys? <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> to be in your uh, police officer's uniform. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you pretending to be So I ran into him, like, at the theater. And then I ran into him, like, at the mall. And then I, w- I, w- I, w- I was, like, a solid month. I was running into this guy, like, every couple of days. And this was creeping me the fuck out. I'm like, dude, is there like FBI watching me or something? This is like their tail, and he's just a horrible fucking tail. <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, that it's it's a video where this oh yeah yeah said the yeah. police officer is yeah. like you know where are you going? And the dude was like oh um my baby's being delivered. He's like oh okay I'll escort you to be there right. Find some random chick having a baby. <laughs> like hey I need you to pretend this is our baby. Literally go through their whole fucking lives. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end the cops like. All right, I'll let you off. I'm gonna let you off for the warning. <laughs> yeah, and he just walked out of his life after being there for like sixty fucking. Yeah, dude, it was like that. It was like that shit. I was like, man, this this motherfucker is like creeping me the fuck out. <laughs> but I eventually stopped running into him, or I think I might have just forgotten what he looked at, and I was like, all right, I don't have to worry about that no more. Oh my god, dude, that's that's fucking ridiculous, man. <clears throat> but it's crazy, dude. People are fucking nuts. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with like people. Okay, anytime you have to call nine one one if it's for a fire truck or an ambulance or EMT or a police, it's it's not a good day. No, right? not at so all. So police officers have to deal with a lot of shit. EMTs have to deal with a lot of shit. Firefighters have to deal with a lot of shit. So I can understand why sometimes they can be on edge. Yeah, yeah, you've had a long day or shit. Sometimes they have long weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, mean, and, I and, and I can get that. Yeah. But, like, at, at the same time, like, you always have the officers that are being a dick because they've had a shitty week to people mm-hmm. who are, like, trying to be respectful and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I didn't break any laws. It's just a misunderstanding. And they, and they get a fucking ticket for nothing. Yeah. You know, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think cops have a big issue with just people who are argumentative because yeah. they see themselves as big authority figures. It's kind of a... Or what I feel like police have ingrained in them is that civilians should act like, you know, a, a trained Marine. You know, in the Marine Corps, when you go to boot camp, the main thing they're trying to instill in you is instant obedient to orders yeah right and civilians aren't going to have that train of thought you know civilians are going to have questions well why are you pulling me over you know and mm-hmm. and this is where you get a lot of people who are very active in you know the the 1a community you know people who are yeah. you know first amendment advocators and it's it's when the cops start running out of shit that well i pulled you over for this no you didn't why'd you pull me over 
Yeah. Or when they can't provide a reason, just, oh, well, I have reasonable suspicion of, you know, A, B, and C, and that's why, you know, X, Y, Z happened. And then, you know, two, three months down the line, things wind up getting dropped because these cops don't know the fucking law. Yeah. And I think that's where me and Bree have had this conversation. I believe police reform should happen, but <clears throat> not in the way that, that people are saying. There shouldn't be less police. Because it already takes such a long yeah, time for police to react. I, I, what is it? I think it's L.A., you know, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They have the quickest police response time in the entire nation. And it's seven fucking minutes. That's the fastest in the entire fucking United States. It's seven-minute re- response time. Yeah. I want to say for Lubbock police officers, I want to say it's like, what, a, a, a 10, 15-minute fucking like response that, yeah. time? Yeah, it, it's, it's not fast. But... What it needs, we, we do need more police. Mm-hmm. And we need more police who are educated. Um, I, think, need, I think there needs to be a reform in the training. Yes, that, that's another thing. You know, I, I, I think cops who, it shouldn't just be, you know, I go through the academy for X amount of months and now I'm a, I'm a peace officer and a, and a you know licensed police officer. These people need to be going to do, so for instance, right, um, as a civilian, say I want to get my peace officer's license, but I don't want to be in law enforcement. I can go to South Plains College and take a two-year course that gives me a general overview of laws and, and stuff of that nature that you need to know as a peace officer. And it's two years. It's two years to get that fucking peace officer's license. Yeah, That's what these, these police officers need to go through. You know, that, I'm not saying necessarily two years, but it needs to be longer than two months. Yeah, The academy itself before they're even put on the street should be at least a year yeah i think at least a year and i think it should be like um reoccurring training as well yeah yeah like um, you know you can't just go through the academy once and then you haven't gone back to training or any sort of learning course and you know five years right you, you need to be refreshed on what the laws are and stuff like that but i i think another point that <clears throat> I guess I find that police really need to improve upon is weapon discipline because a lot of these police officers they they qual yeah you know they qualify with their service pistols once a year you know so like okay in the Marine Corps we'll we have our our yearly rifle qual right yeah. we'll do table one table two shooting and then if you're lucky um you'll have to do like table three table four like nighttime shooting yeah if, if you're lucky if that's like scheduled through your unit or whatever but that's not required um but even then um you know marines we we do constantly practice especially if you're in a more combat oriented um mos you're going to be practicing with what you're using especially if your life depends on it and you need to make a split second decision that's going to determine as to whether or not you or somebody else is going to get fucking killed. Yeah. And police need to make the same sort of same sort of effort to um or in even more so make an effort to be comfortable with their their firearms. You know, they need to be going to the range more. There needs to be more funding for that. So police can be better sh- they can be better and more accurate in their their shot placement. Mm-hmm. And calmer in a situation that is going to involve them to use deadly force because you know they have a utility belt has a lot of stuff on it 
taser, pistol, maze, flashlight, baton, has all that shit, right? <clears throat> it was like that lady who said oh, she yeah. intended to grab her taser, but it instead mistake that, you know, mistake her, her service pistol for the taser and fucking mm-hmm. shot the guy and killed him. Yeah. That, and that was an unnecessary death that did not need to happen. Granted, the guy didn't need to resist in the manner that he did. He was acting like a fucking toddler, but he didn't need to die for it either. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, yeah. Um, it just goes, again, goes back to being comfortable with your tools. Mm-hmm. And for police officers, it needs to be even more so. Okay, so I like how you brought this up. This is something I want to ask you about. How do you feel about people using... Um, Ah, oh, fuck, what's the, word? what's the right word for it? There's a term for it, I can't remember what it is. It's, um, like, less lethal force, or, like, tasers, stun guns, pepper spray type of shit. <sighs> in, in what manner? Like, what, what's the Okay, okay, let's, let's go for, um, like, women. Um, is it better for a woman to carry pepper spray and be comfortable with it or a firearm and not know how to use it okay so you're talking from a self-defense perspective yeah. for just your your average person out there yeah um because <clears throat> to no. be honest with you I, I even if you're uncomfortable carrying that firearm i would still rather you carry that firearm and have lethal force Mm -hmm. than to be underpowered and not able to utilize you know mace or you know fucking a taser you know say i the thing is with tasers tasers have to make good contact yeah they have to make good contact with the skin and they have to be there for a second in order for it to be uh, truly effective. I've seen police officers time and time and time again fucking deploy tasers over and over and over and over, and it, it does nothing to it because it can't doesn't make good contact. Now, granted, it's a different situation because their their tasers it shoots out and yeah. it's two prongs needs to hit the skin more than more than you know well more than well over half the time it's making contact with you know your shirt or just skids off your skin or whatever. Yeah. With a hand taser, you know, a woman needs to be able to hold it, and I'm talking forcefully hold it while trying to fight off the attacker. That's a lot going on. Yeah. Whereas with that pistol, to be honest with you, eight out of ten times, if you pull that fucking firearm out and all this person has is a knife, if they're not completely fucking psychotic, they'll turn tail and run. Just but just by show of force, where you don't necessarily have to utilize the lethal force aspect of that firearm mm-hmm. it's a show of force i i'm pulling out my pistol i will fucking shoot you okay shit she has a gun i need to turn tell and run but it's for the other two out of that 10 that are like well fuck that i got a knife i'm close enough i think i can make it yeah that's where the lethal force is going to come into play if you try to shoot mace at somebody who's sprinting at you in a zigzag fucking serpentine type of type of uh, movement what are the chances that that mace or that taser is going to be able to utilize effectively against that person to stop them mm-hmm. because now what are they doing they're closing the gap yeah 
It's, um, okay, so there's that situation. Now, I want to give you a hypothetical. Um, say you're at the bar with some friends, whatever you're carrying, but you're not drinking. Okay. Just socially drinking a Coke or whatever. Right. For some reason, this guy who, I don't want to say he's intoxicated. He's maybe had one or two drinks. Yeah. Okay. He's loose, but he's not, you know, incoherent of what he's doing. You know, sorry. Bumps into you by accident. It was a complete accident, right? Right. But he doesn't take it as an accident. Okay. Let's take this inside, <clears throat> motherfucker. Let's, let's handle that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're like, all right, fuck it. You know, I'll throw some hands. You know, I'll, I'll do the same way. Fuck it. You want to throw hands? Throw hands. I'll have a gun on me, but if you want to fight, fuck it. You know, if, if I can't avoid the situation. You know right, I mean? right. If it's it, not... A, I was going to say... not something I can't talk down. But yeah, yeah. Say so that's where... I think as an adult, having yeah. effective um, communication and de-escalation yeah. skills is going to come into hand. But yeah, but like, yeah, but if I can't, those, like, yeah. I can't get out of this. All right, fuck it. Yeah, we'll throw hands. I'm not going to go straight to my gun. Well, yeah, you know I mean, I mean now say you know you tussle a little bit, and then I guess he takes it personal, pulls out a knife. Do you respond like pulling out a knife of your own, or? Hey, that's deadly. I'm pulling out full deadly force. I'm pulling out full deadly force. Yeah, I agree. Because the simple fact of the matter is there's that 21-foot rule. Yeah. If you're within 21 feet and they have a knife, at that point, it's very likely they're going to fucking stab you. Yeah. I believe force should be met with force. If we're fighting and you get that guy that you just... You can't talk down. He is just adamant that you are going to fight him and he is going to knock you out and he is just going to be fucking Rocky Balboa Adrian I fucking did it (laughs) you know fine you know uh, for the most part I would say if you can walk away from that don't turn your back on the person now because there's a likely chance if he's that aggressive that he may just try to fucking hit you Yeah. but you know if you have the opportunity to walk away get out of that situation then do it now Granted, again, if he's trying to put hands on you, then yeah, at that point, you handle business, do what you need to do. But if he's pulling out a knife, yeah, at that point, I'm going straight to my firearm. Because let's say let's say that you know he's able, he's a fast fucking person, and he's able to close that gap, you know, within seconds. You know, having that lethal force, even if he does get that knife into me, well, at that point, well, I, I got to pray and hope that he didn't stab somewhere where it's it's <laughs> going to kill me. But but even better, you've now closed that gap. Or I guess the silver lining of it is you've closed the gap. I can put this barrel straight to wherever the fuck I need to put it and put a couple of rounds in you. Yeah. And then at that point, make sure that they're down try to render aid to myself and tell somebody else, hey, I shot this fucking guy. You need to render aid to him. Somebody call the cops. Yeah. Let's call an ambulance. Let's, let's, let's sort the situation out. Because um, there's there are certain situations where I think that dead checks are absolutely necessary, especially if somebody else has a firearm. At that point, I don't believe that rendering aid... From a moral perspective, for some people, you should just take your shots, try to disarm them, render aid. My train of thought is it's you or me at that point because you put it on that level playing field. You decided you wanted to pull a firearm on me. So at this point, 
I have to decide. Either you go home or I go home. And I'm going to tell you 100% of the time I'm fucking choosing me. So, yes, I will fucking put two rounds in your fucking chest. And if, I'm, if I can, I'm going to put one in your fucking head, too. Now, when you're on the ground, I'm going to fucking move that firearm from your hand. And I will put another round in your fucking head. Period. At that point, I am not rendering aid. Now, if you've stabbed me with a fucking knife, I'm going to be really fucking mad. But you, you had, I would hope you would be mad. You, you had lesser force, but it's still... In my opinion, equal force. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try to render aid. You try to fucking stab me. You're lucky I don't try to fucking kill you, like finish you all the way off, or just not call a fucking ambulance. But I'm still going to do what's what's necessary, necessary in that situation. Yeah. Again, situation dictates, in my opinion, how certain things need to be handled. Yeah, it's, everything's situation-only based. Yeah. It's... Uh, there's no uh, cookie cutter answer for every situation, right? But there's there's also the possibility you pull your firearm, and this guy's like, "Oh shit, okay, he's yeah. pulled a gun. I have a knife. I should should probably, you know, turn tail and, and get the fuck out of here." <clears throat> but again, that's where it's you know eight out of ten. You do have the two that are yeah. going to be like, "Well, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little yeah. saucy." <laughs> You know, like, I got a little bit of dip on my shit. Yeah, like, um, uh, what was it? Um, I've seen plenty of videos of, uh, especially, like, body cam footage from police officers, you know, telling guys, you know, drop the knife, drop the knife, drop the knife. Yeah. And he doesn't drop the knife, but so they, you know, they shoot him one or two times. Right. Doesn't go down. You know, he, the person could be on some, any type of drug, but. Yeah. I think also part of it is the adrenaline. Yeah, the yeah, adrenaline yeah. from your body just doesn't doesn't uh, recognize it's taking a fucking pretty bad wound. Yeah, it's it's pushing you past it to whatever. And I've seen the videos where the guy gets shot two or three times and charges the officer with a knife and starts hacking at him. You know, uh, I think the one I'm mostly referring to is. There's three police officers on this one guy telling him to drop the knife. It's like a big old butcher knife. Yeah. The closest officer opens fire. I think two or three shots. The guy charges at him, starts hacking him up. Yeah. The other officers, I think they reacted a little too slow, but they still reacted, and I think they put a total of like maybe ten shots in the guy before yeah. he went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like. <sighs> Maybe your shot plate was off. Maybe it was on something. Maybe it's the adrenaline. But maybe y'all should have reacted faster the moment he started swinging that knife. Because I'm sure you've seen the video of the two girls fighting. Yeah. And the one girl tried to, like... Try to yeah. Try. And, and then and the officer shot her right shot before her. she could do anything. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, that's the reaction speed you need to have. Yeah. You know. And that's where training goes into it. But even then, it's like you're saying, you, you get situations where um, your assailant is going to possibly be on drugs or adrenaline or whatever. Because I saw one where um, it was this lady in Florida, mm-hmm. and it was two officers responding, and this lady had said she was having an issue with her roommate or something along the lines of that. And um, this lady winds up coming outside with a knife and stabs this officer straight. I can't, I can't remember if it was right through the forearm or through the hand. And she's like, shit, shit, I've been stabbed. And that lady started coming at her again. So they shot her 
probably like six times, and two of those shots were right to the head. She falls down, stays down for a second, then gets right back the fuck up after being shot twice in the head and starts trying to trying to stab these officers. So they put like six more rounds in her. She kept moving, so they put like five more rounds in her, dude. Like they shot her yeah. quite a bit before she stopped fucking moving. Yeah, is it not like how Hollywood dictates that you get shot once and you're down? Right. You know, because again, that adrenaline or drugs or any factor, you know, it could just hit a bunch of fat and pushed right out of you and not really done any damage yeah you know, significant I mean, damage and even then if it's a headshot unless you're i'm talking hitting t-box perfect there's a chance you might fucking live through that headshot yeah you know i mean shit even being shot in the heart it's gonna take a cut it's gonna take like a minute for it to stop yeah so it's it's situationally based um and that's why, guys, at the end of every episode, I always try to say, you know, get practice, get training, you know, get comfortable with yourself, get comfortable with your firearm, uh, go out, practice, shoot, dry fire. You know, I do this shit all the time. We'll be watching anime or, uh, you know, a horror movie or whatever, and whoever the bad guy is, I'm dry firing. As soon as the bad guy pops up, I'm pulling out, you know, the gun and dry firing at the, at the fucking TV. Right. You know. I only do that a couple times. I'm not, you know, wasting all fucking day doing that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I, I do the same thing. And Bree's like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> but it's like, you know, uh, I would rather look silly to you at home and practice and be proficient yeah. when the, the situation calls for it than, you know, really care about what you think, not do it. And then get in a situation where we're like, well, shit, if only I had practiced more. Mm-hmm. It's always the, if only I had. Right. And and that's that's no way to think. That's no way to allow your, your life to be determined in a life or death situation. Yeah. You know, where you're thinking to, well, if I had, as opposed to, or like, you know, like, oh, shit, it's actually happening. I, <laughs> I've practiced for this at least a thousand times. Mm-hmm. At least a thousand times. And, and, and I never thought it was going to happen. But thank you. Thank you for providing me the opportunity to show that there is value in training. Oh, yeah. I hope you have good life insurance. <laughs> you know, well, you know. I hope your wife has good life insurance on you. Right, right, and, and, and you know, it, again, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, again, if it's something you can de-escalate, then de-escalate it. You know, it, just because you you're proficient and you're good with your training doesn't need to mean you you go out and go try to start shit with people like your fucking john wick you know like oh shit someone killed my fucking dog you know like it's not it's not that serious you know part of part of carrying and and being a responsible gun owner is is having a level head yeah and i think that's something that a lot of younger gun owners tend to not really have and, and and that's people who own them legally and illegally yeah it's something that with with the age come and they if the experience comes that that level headedness mm-hmm. and with that you're able to see stuff from from that perspective of, of you know well maybe i should take a step back 
breathe. I'm getting a little heated. Hey, look, man. I don't want any problems with you. You know, it is what it is. But if they've escalated, you know, force with force, then at that point, you meet force with force. Because, again, it's you or them. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I choose me. Yeah. Fabian. I choose you. <laughs> so, you know, my ass is going home, and I, at the end of the day, I'm sorry that I had to take your life because I have respect for all life. But at the same point in time, you put yourself in this situation. And if your family turns around and lies and says that, oh, well, he was an upstanding member of the community and this and that, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, that may be fine and dandy. And yeah, you know what? Maybe that is the truth or maybe it isn't. But either way, the person who put themselves in front of me was not the person that you saw. I got to see a different side of them that you didn't. And it's not fair to you to make preemptive judgments and, and saying that I did this for any other motivation outside of defending my my life. Yeah. Because it, it's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, when people decide to conceal carry or just own a firearm for themselves, it's protection. That's, that's what I've always heard. It's not, uh, oh, I want to go out and rob a bank or I want to go do this. You know, I every person I've ever talked to is, you know, I want to have a gun at home just in case. Or I want to carry a gun on me, you know, because I'm with my wife and it's just me and her or whatever, you know. Or, you know, we're expecting our first baby and, you know, I want to be able to protect them in case the worst happens. Right. You know, it's always protection. It's not the attack. Because the world, because when you look at the world objectively, as much as we wanted, as much as everybody, you know, everybody in some way, shape or form prays for a form of peace as much as we want peace to be an all-around thing the you know <clears throat> i guess what, what do people call it you know, like a utopian type of fucking world yeah. you know where just all peace and love we have to look at the world objectively and we have to look at it realistically it's ugly oh yeah there are people out there who by their own choices are bad and for some people, it's worse than bad. Some people are just fucking evil. Yeah, it's, it's definitely if... It, the way you said that made me think of uh, a story my granddad told me. My granddad's really religious. And I'm not the most religious person, but the story kind of stuck with me. Right. It was talking about how, um, like, when God planted, uh, you know, the seed for everybody to grow and this and that, you know, building his garden, you know, us. Right. In the dead of night... The devil and all his demons came and planted their weeds with them. Right. So you have good people and you have bad people. And some people, yeah, are just straight up fucking evil. Right. And sometimes to match that that intensity of evil, you have to come with, I don't want to say like a righteous force, but a force for the right reason. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you, you, I mean... It doesn't necessarily need to be righteous in the sense of like yeah, I'm, I'm going like, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reaching down with the righteous hand of God. Yeah, no, it's just, it's I'm using force for a right reason, right? For you know the all the right reasons, not for for God or for anybody else. It's just somebody wished me harm. True evil was you know wa- wanted upon me, and I responded with force to stop that true evil. Right. That's kind of where I'm going with it. Right. And, and, and 
I think a big thing a lot of people don't understand. Because um, I... So there's this... There's, like, I've told you about him before. Um, Tulam. You know, the guy... Uh, yeah. Ronan. Um, you know, as a warrior... Um, I, and I think this is something that civilians need to understand as well. Because people have a tendency to say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. I'm mad. I'm this and yeah. that. As a warrior, you have to... You have to to clear your mind of, of, of these emotions. Because when you're meeting that force with force, you're doing it in a in a manner that's there to protect your life. You you never want to take life with malice. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because if you take life with malice, it's gonna affect you in a different way than, you know, just reacting and stopping that force you know what i'm saying just reacting stopping the force that was you know that evil force with your force you're alive and you leave it at that yeah because when you when you carry that malice it'll change you because at that point you're like you're you're carrying that uh, i get i'm gonna say that anger that aggression mm-hmm. when you killed that person and when you think back to it, it, you're going to associate every time that you have to pull that firearm, you're going to associate it with that malice. Yeah. It, it, it's, the thing is, anytime it stays you, with you. Right. Anytime you want, you, you need to defend your life or somebody else's, you need to do it with a clear conscience and you need to do it objectively. I'm, I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting my wife, my kids, my grandparents, whatever the situation is, you're, you're doing it in a manner that's clear and concise and and you're doing it in good conscience knowing that I'm doing this to defend somebody not because I have <clears throat> or want that intent of killing somebody exactly yeah like I said it's it's forced for the right reasons yeah so but anyways guys we're gonna go ahead and call it a day because it's getting late for us and yes, I gotta yes. be up early <laughs> <laughs> alright guys again like I always say you know you know Practice with your firearms, be safe, and be kind to each other. And Fabian, you remember your sign-off? Your lovely, yes. lovely sign-off. Um, make war loudly and make... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make, no, <laughs> make, make love loudly there you make go. war silently. Damn, you know. We're not drinking that much, and I feel like we've messed up more on this episode. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> I'm just tired, man. Tired yeah. from work. Alrighty, guys. We'll see y'all later. Peace.